Welcome to the Boss Level. My name is Enigma. I am an evil supervillain extraordinaire, and I am your host here today. I am also a video game console collector. I am a lifelong video gamer, part-time Twitch streamer, and a 15-year industry veteran. Hope you're having a great week so far. We're going to get your week started off right. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. Everything is going okay here, and I certainly hope that uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that uh, it's going to be a good week for you. Really do. Really do. So we have some stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, before we do that, though, we're going to get our good housekeeping out of the way, and uh, then I need to make a small retraction. But first, let's do our good housekeeping. First of all, as I said, I'm a part-time Twitch streamer. You can find me over on Twitch at Evil Enigma, which also happens to be my Twitter handle. So if you'd like to catch up with me on Twitter, I do try to post there every day that I can. And I'm uh, most active there. It's where I tell people what I'm playing and when I'm going to be there. And uh, you can always, I always post, try to post funny things. I don't consider myself a very funny person, but I do try to find funny things and make people smile, make people laugh. That's my one true thing I want to do is if I can make one person smile or laugh per day, then I feel like I've done something really good for the economy or something. But it's also my Twitch channel, Is That Evil Enigma. You can always find me over there. And uh, I stream every Friday night and Sunday morning. Right now we are about probably halfway through Final Fantasy 16. I, I have not... Uh, beaten it before I don't know how close we are to completing the game but it seems to be we've played it about 30 hours that seems about halfway for Final Fantasy usually but I'm really enjoying it and I'm enjoying the conversations I've had with people about Final Fantasy while I'm enjoying that it seems like I say Final Fantasy at least once per episode we'll see uh, well, I'm sure it'll say it again because we're, what we're going to talk about today. But uh, if you, you can find me Friday nights and Sunday mornings playing Final Fantasy 16 right now. After Final Fantasy 16, we'll see what I end up playing. But as of right now, that's what we're playing. I certainly hope to see you. Come, drop on by. Tell me you, you found me on the you know you find me through the podcast, and I'd really appreciate your your support just by coming coming in and saying hi to me or talking to me on Twitter. That that really means a lot. So uh, please do that. I do I take a lot of pride on myself making me uh, making myself easy to talk to. I'm not one of those stuck-up people who has to everybody agree with me. So I uh, certainly hope I'll get a chance to talk to you over on Twitter, and I hope I'll see you on Twitch. That being said, I am also a member of Team Dragonfire, and I'm also a content creator for the Kindred Knights, which means we have our own line of hot sauces over at kindrednations.com. Do yourself a favor. Take that E out at the end of Kindred, put the number three in, because that's the way you kids spell it these days, and go check out our line of hot sauces. There's a lot of good stuff over there. They make everything fresh, really good hot sauces, including stuff that's mild if you're not a big uh, hot sauce person. If you like just flavor, they do have some sauces like that as well. Uh, my personal favorites are the uh, the Team uh, Night Team Sauce. Uh, it's really good. It's got a, kind of a smoky flavor to it, at least to me. And then uh, the Honey Garlic Fire Sauce, the Team Dragon Fire Sauce, is excellent as well. I just put it on some baked beans this last week. I don't really care for baked beans because they're too sweet. But the Honey Garlic Fire actually adds that sweetness. And then it's got that pop of flavor there, or of uh, spicy flavor there at the end. It's just excellent. So try that out on some baked beans and, that, and it'll... It's just amazing. If you do use it, go over there and decide to get some hot sauce, use the code ENIGMA, the way I spell it, E-N-Y-G-M-A, and you'll get yourself 10% off your order. That goes to help support my content. It also helps uh, support Kindred Nations and the Knights and Team Dragonfire. So I would appreciate you going over there and doing that. If you do use my code, do me a favor. Tag me on Twitter with a picture of your sauce, and I'll show that out to everybody I know. And if I know Team Dragonfire, and if I know the Kindred Knights and Kindred Nations, they're going to share that out to all the people they know as well. So get yourself some social media interaction with purchase some hot sauce. Remember, use the code ENIGMA, E-N-Y-G-M-A. Get yourself 10% off.
Last piece of good housekeeping here is Glitch Energy. Uh, team Dragonfire is a newer team. We are trying to uh, make our way in the world, and uh, we are moving our way to getting partnerships. And our first possible one is with Glitch Energy. And uh, they have a, they're like energy drink group, uh, sells the uh, powdered drinks just like a lot of other folks do, but they have some really good flavors over there. Uh, if you cannot drink energy drinks, like I really should not drink energy drinks, I much prefer the Revive line over there, which is much more uh, like sports drinks. And they have some really good flavors over there. I'm a particularly big fan of the Cherry Limeade. And my absolute favorite is the Blackberry Lemonade. That Blackberry Lemonade is absolutely amazing. Just put a spoonful of that into your, uh, your, your water, shake it up, mix it up, and then you get yourself a nice drink right there. There are zero uh, calories, zero sugar, and zero caffeine in the Revive line. So if you can't drink energy drinks or you just don't like them or whatever, I understand that. I'm very much the same way. Go the Revive line. There's some good stuff. I hope they add more to the Revive line because they have some good flavors in the energy drink department. I'd like to see them kind of fish over to the energy, the Revive line. That would be great. But we'll see how that goes. If you do go over there, please do, please do over there. Help support Team Dragonfire. Use the code DRAGONXFIRE. You'll get 10% off your order and you get us a little bit closer to having a sponsorship, which would be really cool. Would appreciate your help with that, okay? Thank you so much for listening to The Good Housekeeping. I know it's kind of a pain. I do the same thing every week. But the truth of the matter is is that it, anyone who goes over there and, and helps just tries to help support actually does a lot of good for uh, me and the my friends that are on our uh, you know Team Dragonfire and the Kindred Knights. We really are trying to uh, be a good drama-free place for, for gamers to come and, and congregate and I, it's it's a, just a great place. They're great people that I've I've met through there that are all walks of life, all types of people, very different types of folks. But the truth of the matter is, is that we all respect and like each other to, to a point. You know, we don't have to agree with each other. We don't. That's just not how it works. You're never going to find someone who agrees with you 100% of the time. That's just except you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but it's it's really nice that I have a place I can go and talk to people like that over there. And I, if you were looking to to do it, join the Team Dragonfire. Uh, or the Kindred Knights Discord servers were over there. Links are all over the place on my uh, Twitter or my Twitter, and uh, you know, say hi. Come in and say hi. So before we get into what I want to talk about today, I do have a small retraction to make, and it's actually kind of a big retraction. A couple weeks ago, I did a episode about the Persona series. And I was talking about Atlas, and I made a dumb thing, and I I said that Harvest Moon was published by Atlas, and they are not. Harvest Moon is published by Natsume. Now, I made this mistake for two pretty important reasons. The first of the fact is, is that Atlas and Natsume were both known for making very niche titles, a percent of a percent, basically. They were both well known for making games that weren't really mainstream, and if you even looked at a percentage of the audience that uh, said, oh, I like this kind of game, they looked at it and said, hey, wait a minute. So, uh, there was that reason, and they're both smaller Japanese publishers at the time, so I do want to apologize about that. Harvest Moon was not published by Atlas, they were published by Natsume, and uh, you know, sometimes you just get a little little brain fart up there, and that's, that's what happened, where I was just, I was like, well, of course Harvest Moon was published by uh, Atlas, because it's the same thing, and they did things exactly the same way. But no, they were published by Natsume, so apologies, 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 please don't think any worse of me. For that, uh, the truth is is that Atlas did publish Ogre Battle, but they did not publish uh, 
uh, Harvest Moon. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I will do my best in the future to not let that happen again, but I can't promise it because we are all human beings and mistakes are going to happen. It's just how it works. Today I wanted to kind of, uh, I was going to talk about something else, and someone, uh, my friend Thanksy, in my stream on Sunday morning, this is Sunday afternoon when I'm recording this, asked me what my favorite game of the of the year is so far, and I had to sit there, because I was in the middle of Final Fantasy 16. I'm thinking, geez, outside of Final Fantasy 16, I can't remember what else came out this year, because I was so absorbed into it, and I, I'd say, I, I'd have to think about that, I really do. So I thought what I would do is go through uh, what we've played this year and tell you what my favorite game of the year is through the first six months, the first like half game of the year, okay? Uh, with some definite contenders here. I'm not just going to say, oh, this is the best game of the half year. I'm, I'm going to say, this is great. This is great. This is great. Now, I do have some rules. First and foremost, no remasters, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my god, this remaster is so good. No, we're not going to do that. If, if it was nominated already, if it was a game that came out years in the past and they just remastered it, they spit-shined it and they put it back out, no. Uh, remakes, yes. Resident Evil 4 Remake will definitely be one that I, I would consider being a game of the year. But the uh, I will not cons consider remasters for the game of the year at all. Uh, that's lazy. That's not really releasing a new game. And as far as I'm concerned, the answer is no. That's not going to happen. Also, my next one is, is no downloadable content or expansion packs can be nominated for game of the year. Now, I know I have a lot of friends that play Destiny 2. And you guys are great. And I do like Destiny 2 quite a bit. That being said, I don't believe that expansion packs and downloadable content are contenders for game of the year. Now, someone, some time, might release something that's so freaking good that I could change my mind about that. But the truth is, is I don't really consider downloadable content to be something that is a game of the year thing. Now, if you want to have a, a separate uh, category for downloadable content of the year or expansion of the year, I am more than willing to, to make a category for that and, and think that that needs to be recognized. But as far as nominating DLC for game of the year the answer is no I will not do that so those are my only two real uh, rules that I have for my my half game of the year now I was gonna go through and just pick my favorite game every month that but the truth is that's not really fair because I'm looking at the like January has a whole lot of stuff and none of it is really all that great I mean uh, Forspoken came out and that might be like the uh, most disappointing game of the year, quite honestly. You know, Fire Emblem Engage, quite good, quite good. Uh, and again, we have two remasters here: Persona Four or Golden and Persona Three Portable. Those are both remasters. They're not. They're not uh, uh, contenders for it. One Piece Odyssey is pretty decent game. I definitely wouldn't uh, hate on that whatsoever. But the truth is, there's really nothing that came out in January that really would, would uh, set the woods on fire as far as game of the year goes, which is pretty normal. January tends to be a month where not a lot happens. Uh, everyone's trying to pay off their credit card bills from Christmas, and uh, they're all playing with their toys and their games they got for Christmas. So, no, nothing really came out there. Uh, but there's there are months where several things came out that are really good. So I'm not just going to go through and just pick my favorite game of the month. I'm actually going to actually mention a couple of games, probably from every month, but... Uh, not, I won't make a list like oh, this is the best game this month. This is the, no, no, we're not doing that. So uh, in February we did have some good stuff. Once again, we had another remaster, Metroid Prime remaster. Sorry, uh, not eligible. Great game, not eligible. Uh, we did have Hogwarts Legacy is is on my short list of games of the year. Like the, right now, it is absolutely excellent. 
I cannot stress enough how good and how much I enjoyed Hogwarts Legacy. That is a absolutely wonderful game. So uh, that is definitely one that's going to be on the list here. Also see that Theater Rhythm came out, Final Fantasy, Final Bar. Uh, that's going to be a very niche title for an idiot like me. If you like Final Fantasy music, definitely give that a go. It's actually quite good. I enjoy that quite a bit. Enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I also see that we had... Something else came out that month, too. The Kirby's uh, Return to Dreamland Deluxe is a good game. Great game there. So there was some pretty good stuff in February, but but uh, Hogwarts Legacy definitely is on the short list of Game of the Year. March, 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 March. We have... Uh, March is traditionally a very big month in gaming, and I see a lot of stuff that came out, but nothing that really sticks out to me as being a Game of the Year contender outside of Resident Evil 4 Remake. That's actually quite good. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I think, is a bit overrated in the, in the long and the shorter Resident Evil games, but the Resident Evil 4 Remake is quite good. Also saw WWE 2K23 came out. If you are a fan of WWE, then you already know that's on your short list of games to play. Uh, say what you want to about the WWE games, but the truth of the matter is is that you have some that are quite good and some that are just kind of there. Uh, not a lot you can really do in that case. Uh, it's, they really probably should go with a different developer, quite frankly, but I don't know if they're going to do that. The truth is, Ukes was, was by far the better developer, but I think they now develop the AEW game, which, <laughs> speaking of disappointing games, uh, so that you know that's on there too. In April, I do see we have Dead Island 2 and Jedi Survivor, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm going to say Jedi Survivor is 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 excellent. Uh, it really is a great game. Dead Island 2 is going to be a kind of a niche title. I uh, I remember when Dead Island 1 came out, quite frankly, and I liked Dead Island 1, but considering all the hype that there was going into it, I thought it was very disappointing in the in the final product of the game. It was fine. I liked it. But uh, all the hype that went into it, I was like, eh. And, and Dead Island 2 is kind of the same way, except without all the hype. I didn't even remember it was coming out. So, but it, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's a it's a good game, but I don't think it's going to be a nominated for game of the year by many people. Jedi Survivor though will probably be nominated by several, and it deserves it because it's excellent. Then we get to May, guys, and then we have another contender for probably the most disappointing game of the year, and that is Redfall. Uh, Redfall is, too boy, I really wanted to like Redfall, and there are good things about it, but it's it's a far cry from what should have been released. Uh, it's fine, uh, but it's it's just not that great. It, it it's just not. It's a contender for most disappointing game, along with uh, Forspoken. Definitely one of the most disappointing games of the year. Uh, is it as bad as a lot of the reviews say? Probably not, but uh, it's definitely not anywhere near the quality you would expect from a game of the year contender. But then we get to another little game called Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So here's going to be my hot take of the day. Here's my hot take. Are you ready for it? Tears of the Kingdom is not going to be my game of the year. It's not even going to be close to my game of the year. In fact, if I was making... if it, Well, I am making my own list. It will be on the list of most disappointing games of the year. Once again. Because I am just not a huge fan of that formula of game. I love open world. I do. But a lot of the mistakes that they made with Breath of the Wild, they've repeated with Tears of the Kingdom, and they did not fix them. You still... 
the game still can randomly decide to start raining and then you can't explore anymore. You can't have a weapon on your back. You can't do this. You can't do that. The game does everything it can to take you out of the game more so than it is about bringing you into the game. It's it's an antithesis of what a game should be. That if it starts raining and there's lightning, you better find shelter and you can't climb a tree and you can't climb up a, the, the face of a mountain because of the rain. So if it starts raining and you are climbing... A mountain, you're screwed. Uh, it's fine. Again, it's it's a fine game. It's it's not like it's like the worst thing I've ever played. It really isn't. But when you put Legend of Zelda on the cover, I expect something better. I expect something triple A. I expect something quadruple A for crying out loud. It's Legend of Zelda for crying out loud. It's so it's supposed to be so good, and this one really isn't. So uh, I know that's going to be a hot take, and a lot of people are probably going to be like, "Nigma, you're nuts." Truth of the matter is, though, not a fan of Breath of the Wild, and I'm not a fan of Tears of the Kingdom. It's it's fine. I did play it. I've enjoyed it a little bit, but it's you put Legend of Zelda on there, and it needs to be better than okay. It needs to be excellent, and it's not excellent. And then that's just my opinion. When you come to June, 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 June. So this is going to be the game of the half year, right? So we have three possible contenders that came out in June. One of which is a little game called Street Fighter VI. I liked it. It's fine. It's a great game. It really is. Uh, probably not my game of the year, though. Probably not. Uh, it's it's a Street Fighter is. I use the word niche quite honestly as more than I probably should. And fighting games are a niche, but the truth is, is that niche is a very large niche. That's a very large niche. I remember when uh, Street Fighter. 5 was coming out on the PlayStation 4 as an exclusive, and I kind of had an argument with a few guys about it that I was writing with on a website. They were like, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, yes, it is a big deal. Street Fighter having an exclusivity on a console is a huge deal. And and I was very much uh, believe that, and I still believe that it's a big deal for a new Street Fighter to come out. It is. Uh, it might be niche, but the truth is it's a very large niche. It's not like you're looking at a percent of a percent. I know when we were talking about Harvest Moon a couple weeks ago being a farming simulator, you know, and at the time no one really had anything like that. Uh, Street Fighter is not that way, guys. Street Fighter has a very large audience. It really does. Not as big as a Madden or as a Halo, but it's still fairly large. It's, just, it's niche, but it's not that niche. Uh, so then we have two others that are Game of the Year contenders for certain. Diablo 4 is on that list. Uh, Diablo 4 is exceedingly good. Um, is it better than the others? Yeah, that's going to be up for, the, you know, who knows when it, in, the, in the long and the short of it. Diablo 4 is, uh, one thing I've noticed about it is it's much more MMO this time around than it was, than it is in previous games you know uh you can walk into a town and all of a sudden there's people there actual people people who are playing the game with you alongside you you can be running around at, you know out in the wilderness and killing guys and trying to level up and all of a sudden here come a couple of guys on a horse on horses and they run next to you so uh it's very much mmo-ish but it's not an mmo go figure on that one but it's very online centric. Uh, I do like it. I do like it. It's uh, I, the thing is though uh, is something I've noticed about playing it. I'm level fifty, almost fit level fifty five now, and I don't. I just don't know if it's the kind of game I'm going to be able to go back to several times, like Diablo three. 
I played Diablo 3 through many times, just playing around, messing around, having fun, and that sort of stuff. I don't know if Diablo 4 is going to be like that. I, I don't. I don't mean to be harsh on it, but again, you're talking about you know Diablo for crying out loud. Diablo's something big. It's really good, though. It's It deserves to be on a list of Games of the Year contender. And then uh, the one I'm playing right now, Final Fantasy 16, definitely on the list for Game of the Year. Uh, so far, I am pleasantly surprised with what I've played so far. Uh, I still stand by what I said when I was talking about it on the podcast weeks ago. I said it looked plain. I said it looked like every other Elden Ring and Dark Souls game that was out there, and it did, and it does still. But the gameplay is really good. I'm enjoying the gameplay, and the story isn't bad. It's, I, I kind of think it's going to end poorly for some people, but uh, you know, halfway through the game, and I really do like it. It does. It deserves to be on a list of Game of the Year. I don't see why it wouldn't be there. So, uh, and since we're just kind of having fun here, and we're also talking about most disappointing games, we have AEW Fight Forever. Um, I'm a pro wrestling fan, at least a, a minor one. I haven't watched wrestling in a long time quite frankly uh at least i used to watch it religiously and and uh truth be told my girlfriend hates professional wrestling so we don't watch it at all together we'll watch some of the shows about like the biographies and stuff but uh, we won't watch any actual wrestling because she doesn't like it which is fine but AEW is the uh rival promotion to wwe right now uh owned by tony khan out of Florida, and uh, they have, if they're not with WWE, they're probably with AEW is how it is right now as far as wrestlers go. You know, if they're, you see a guy that's on WWE TV five years ago and they're no longer there, chances are they're probably in AEW and they're doing things over there now. Uh, there are a lot of really sharp opinions about the quality of the product in AEW and WWE for that matter. But as far as the game goes, the guy who was in charge of getting this game done was Kenny Omega, and he is a, a uh, you know, he's a wrestler. He's on TV. But he's a big video game guy. His uh, finishing move is called the One-Winged Angel. You know, he came out a couple of months ago or several months ago in a thing in, you know, a uh, Japanese wrestling event dressed as Sephiroth. He loves video games. He really does. So I had high hopes for Fight Forever. I really did. And we got it, and I bought it, and I played it, and it was just okay. Uh... I expected more from someone who really liked, who who really is into video games. I, I I'm sorry, I I did so, kind of disappointing there. Um, it it's disappointing to me because, like I said, I expected a heck of a lot more out of that game. It just wasn't there. It really wasn't. So as far as actual real contenders for games of the year, out of the first six months, I'm looking at. Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, I'm looking at Jedi Survivor, Diablo 4, and Final Fantasy 16. So those are five games right there that I think are contenders for games of the year in the first six months. And as of right now, as of July 16th at 4.25 p.m. Chicago time, I would give Game of the Year to Hogwarts Legacy at this point. That is that is my opinion and my opinion only. Uh, I had a ton of fun playing Hogwarts Legacy on stream earlier this year. I really did. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic game. I cannot stress enough how good it is. 
if you like open world, if you like exploration, if you like what's going on in gaming, you know, with with trying to find puzzles and find new new power ups and stuff like that, it is a great game. I loved it from beginning to end. And uh, what can I say more about it? It's probably my game of the year. And the runner-up is probably, at this point, Final Fantasy sixteen. Now, I've not beaten Final Fantasy sixteen yet, so it's very possible that I could change my tune completely at the end of the year and say Final Fantasy sixteen is better than Hogwarts Legacy. But as of right now, my game of the year for the first six months would have to be Hogwarts Legacy. That would be my game of the year at this point. Uh, of, of the year now truth of the matter is is that uh, the second half of the year there's a ton coming out guys and we have some real heavy hitters uh this is the middle of july is what we're in right now right now there is nothing in july that looks like it's going to make a dent pikmin 4 is going to be a niche stuff if you're into that it's there looking at august again i do not see a lot in august it's coming out i mean armored core 6 armored core's been around a long time but that's not going to be a big time game September though, here we go. September is where it all happens. We got a lot of good stuff coming out in September. We have, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to get some buzz. There's going to be some buzz from Mortal Kombat 1, most certainly. But overall, guys, I think that it begins and ends with Starfield. Starfield's coming out in in the beginning of September, and I think that's going to be a definite big time game that's coming out and that could very well be a game of the year contender it might be game of the year when it's all said and done if it's uh, anywhere as good as what they're promising it's going to be on that list i would I, i'm looking forward to playing it i would not be shocked if we're talking about this in six months and saying golly starfield was so good game of the year all the way so we'll, we'll see how that turns out but then again guys we're talking about bethesda here bethesda historically shows really good hype videos for their games and then when you play them they're really not that good so we'll see uh, what happens on that. We get to our fr- our uh, month of October. Now, October traditionally is a very big release month for gaming because it's a game when uh, it's a time when all the games come out that don't want to compete with the heavy hitters in November or come out. And there are some big things coming out. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage will probably get a little bit of buzz for game of the year. We'll see. Uh, honestly, I think the Assassin's Creed there's a there's a diehard Assassin's Creed fan base out there. There really is. I'm not poo pooing them whatsoever. Uh, but the truth is, is that the interest in the franchise overall has been going down and down and down, at least from what I've seen. So, uh, I mean, Odyssey was really good, and I, I liked Ragnarok or Valhalla quite a bit, but it doesn't seem like it stuck around too long for for people, in my opinion. It just kind of fell off everybody's radar. Alan Wake 2 maybe might get a little bit of buzz. I, I think that's a little too unknown at this point. I mean, I realize it's a sequel and all that good stuff, but the truth is is that it it's just not going to make the, the waves that other games are going to, especially this other game that's coming out. Spider-Man 2 is coming out. Now, that's going to be a definite game of the year contender. There's no doubt in my mind. It's done by Insomniac Games. It's going to have a really cool uh, split uh, gameplay thing where you can switch between Peter Parker and Miles Morales uh, seamlessly in the game. I think that's really cool. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be in that game, I think, and I'm looking forward to actually playing it. And I, I would be remiss if I also did not mention Super Mario Wonder is coming out as well. Uh, I, at this point, I know a lot of people are going to say, isn't Mario kind of played out? Well, guys, uh, the Mario movie is the top grossing movie of the year. The answer is no. It's not surprising to me that Mario is going to have a new game coming out. The only surprising thing to me is it wasn't. It didn't come out alongside the actual movie. That's the only surprising thing to me. I think it's going to do very, very well. 
especially when you consider the install base of the Nintendo Switch, quite honestly. That's all October right there. Then we get to November, uh, and I don't see a lot in November yet. Now, the truth is, is that we know there's going to be some stuff coming out that are, that are going to be a big deal, and there's less in, in December, too, actually. But there's a lot of stuff on this list I'm looking at of games that are supposed to be out by the end of the year that don't have dates yet. And uh, from what I can tell, I don't see anything that's on this list I think will really uh, do amazing, quite frankly. I, I, I just don't see it. But I don't see a Call of Duty on this list. I don't see a Madden on this list. We know Madden's coming out in, in August. It always comes out in August. But we'll see. There's still a lot of time left. I know that there's, uh, you know, I, I know the Ninja Turtles expansion isn't going to be a, 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 a contender, new to my rules. But quite frankly, it's still coming out, and it's not on this list. We don't have a date for it yet. So uh, there, there's more stuff coming. But as of right now, that's what I'm looking at on the list that's uh, right there. So right now, Hogwarts Legacy is the game to beat. It could be beaten in the long run by Final Fantasy 16, depending on how I feel when I complete Final Fantasy 16. I, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit right now, so we'll, we'll see. But as of right now, it's Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy is my best game of the year. And uh, if you are a fan of, of, the, of the Harry Potters, if you're if you are a big fan of that, guys, I cannot stress enough how much you need to play Hogwarts Legacy. It's just really that good. But what I'm interested in hearing now is what your game of the year is so far. What have you been playing that you think is is the best game of the year, the actual best game of the year? I know a lot of people I uh, am friends with, especially my my uh, streaming friends, all like to play Fortnite. They all like to play Apex, guys. Those really aren't contenders for game of the year. But what what is your game of the year? What is it? I, I so far I would be interested in hearing that. Is it a niche title I've not heard of yet? You know, it's uh, gaming is so much different than it was. You know, when I worked in the in the industry, I used to know, I used to have a handle on just about everything that was coming out. That that was my job when I was a store manager at the evil company that shall not be named anymore. And it was my job to keep up with what was coming out and being able to tell my customers about the stuff that was that was coming out. Oh yeah, there is a new Batman game coming out. It's really awesome. But that used to be, I can do that. I could keep it all in my head and, and tell people what I thought about things and let them, you know, in the long run, I would give them my opinions, but it was up to them to make their opinions themselves of, of what they would make. And I would have people come in and ask me, what do you think of this game? What do you think of that game? And if I had a back, if I played it or I knew something about it, I'd tell them. Uh, I steered many kids away from buying movie-based games. Let me tell you that, okay? Uh, it's it's uh, kind of hard to believe, but the truth is is that a lot of those games were crap because of, I've talked about it before, development dollars went behind procuring the IP and not behind making the game any good. But truth is, is that that used to be what I did. I would keep up with everything. I had a little bit of background in everything, just about. I could keep a, a file in the back of my head as to what was really good and what wasn't. But the truth is, is now with the rise of the indie game and the, how easy it is to publish your own games on Steam and on PlayStation and things like that, and especially on, well, especially on Steam, but Nintendo as well, uh, the truth is, is that there are hundreds of games that come out that I've never heard of. I was looking through the list of uh, Nintendo games on the, on the Switch. You know, I was going through the digital stuff on the store just to see what was out there. And guys, there were so many games that had... I was looking at this going, what is this? What is that? I've never heard of these. What what are these things? Now, a lot of them are shovelware crap. I'm not going to say that, you know, these that these games are great or something. But there there's a lot of games that come out every week I've never heard of. So it's very, 
difficult for someone who's especially not in the industry anymore to actually keep up with the hundreds of games that seem to come out every week. So it's so much different, and, and that's why word of mouth is so important. That's the reason why podcasts and, and, and YouTube channels are like this are so important because we're the, you know, we can you be a conduit to other people to get things out there for word of mouth. Uh, I, I really do. I think that's exceedingly important to have that. And so I'm just as willing to listen to what other people have to say about games in order to, uh, to do it. You know, uh, that used to be my job was to tell people about good games. I, I can remember I'd been with, uh, that evil empire for a little while and, uh, it was in the ex- original Xbox had come out. I almost said Xbox one, the original Xbox had come out and some guy came in and said, uh, can you steer me in the direction of a good game I might not have played? And I said, okay, well, what do you like? And he was giving me some of the games that he, he had liked, and I really couldn't remember which ones he was talking about, to be frankly honest with you. But I remember I told him, you know a game you ought to try is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And he looked at me and says, but that's a stupid show. And I said, yeah, it's a stupid show, but it's a great game. And he bought it, and he took it home, and he came back to me like a couple days later and said, oh my God, you're right, it's so good. It's like, yeah, I know, it really is. So if I can do that, if I can open people's eyes up to playing games they might not have otherwise had a chance to play, for instance, my game of the year last year was Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. If uh, you have the opportunity to help steer someone in the right direction, to get them involved, to get them into something they might not have uh, been into initially, I think that's a great thing. I really do. And and I hope to do that with folks. I realize that I talk about most of AAA stuff and I skip through a bunch of indie games. But I, honestly speaking, there are so many indie games, it's very hard for me to keep up with all that stuff. So you know, tell me what you think is great. I would I would love to hear it and tell me why you think it's great. I am willing to, to give new things a chance. I really am. I just want to hear from people who play it why. And you just can't say, you should play this because it's awesome. Okay, well, why is it awesome? What, what makes you want me to play it why is it so good you know i i want to hear about it is there any history behind it is there pedigree behind it is who did this what is that you know that that kind of thing because you'll hear people will tell you oh my god you have to play this game it's so awesome and then you get it and you go oh my god what is this and maybe it's because it's got a mechanic in it that you don't care for you know it's not every game is for everybody that's how it works. But the truth is, is that if I can use the podcast as a platform to get the message out there about stuff that other people might have missed, that would be a great thing. So tell me what you think. Talk to me on Twitter. Tell me what your game of the half year is. And tell me what you're looking forward to that's coming out later this year. That that would be uh, really good too. Are you looking forward to playing uh, Spider-Man? You're looking forward to playing Starfield? What do you think of Bethesda? I mean, the truth is, again, how many times have you seen a Bethesda video where they're playing... Uh, an upcoming game that's coming out, they're like, oh my god, this looks so good, and then the game comes out, and you're like, this is nothing like what they showed. Look at all the bugs. We'll see, though. We will really see. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that it's good. I hope all games are good, quite frankly. I don't... I, I tend to be... How do I put this? I had someone tell me one time that I looked through a, a legacy games with rose-colored glasses, and, and to a point, they are somewhat correct. Uh, I enjoyed, for instance, when the first time I played through Resident Evil 6. I did. I really enjoyed it. Now, going back and playing it now, I can tell you I can see that it is not nearly as good as Resident Evil 5 or 4 or 3 or 2 or 1 at all. Uh, it, it's probably the worst of the series. But 
when I enjoy when I was playing it, I really enjoyed it because it just kind of took me out and put I was killing zombies for a couple of hours. That's what I wanted to do. That being said, it also means that I'm very hard on some games as well, as we heard with Tears of the Kingdom. Now, I am a huge Legend of Zelda fan. I really am. I love Legend of Zelda. That being said, I am very hard on games that I don't think are that good that carry that title. I just am that way. I am also hard on games that carry the Final Fantasy title that aren't that great, which is why I think 16 is actually a pretty decent game. I actually have enjoyed it so far because they did a good job with the game so far. And and I was very hard on Final Fantasy 15. I thought Final Fantasy 15 was kind of boring. You know, I played all the way through it and it had a really odd ending and a word to the wise Square Enix and anybody else who's out there listening, if you have to release movies and compendiums to make people understand what's going to happen in your game, you need to go back to the drawing board. And they were trying to make Final Fantasy XV a... I should do a podcast about that, quite frankly. I, You know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that because it's... Maybe, I'll talk, maybe that'll be my episode when I'm in Italy that uh, I will record about the history of Final Fantasy XV and... And what they actually delivered with that. I think that would be a pretty interesting thing if you're not aware of what happened with that game. And how long it was in development and all that good stuff. But that all being said, I, I really do uh, want all games to be good. But And maybe I do look at games that I'm a fan of the series with rose-colored glasses. But it uh, I, I tend to not always be that way. I also will be very harsh on it if it needs to be. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Another game. I'm very hard on it. And it's, it's not... It's based in Borderlands, so let's not act like it's its own thing when we know it's really not. It's still a Borderlands kind of game, and I've been very hard on it. I'm very hard on games where I'm a big fan of the series, and it doesn't deliver. I'm, I'm that way, and I will probably always be that way. But if it's something where I can enjoy it for a little bit, you know, when you think about it, Resident Evil 6, by that criteria, is not as bad as... Didn't do as much damage to the franchise as like Final Fantasy thirteen did to Final Fantasy, in my opinion. But you know what? That's just the opinion of a fat old man. <laughs> so that's going to do it for the podcast today. Now, don't forget, guys, follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Evil Enigma. You can find me on Twitch at Evil Enigma as well. Would appreciate you following me in both of those places. Uh, con- you know, c- talk to me. Let me know what your half game of the year is. Let-, let me know what you're looking forward to. Let's talk stuff. Let's talk. You know what? Let's let's uh, have have a discussion. Let's talk about things. That's what that's what I want. I want interaction. I want people to be there and, t- and talk to me about things. And I will. I also post, you know, what I think are funny memes and things like that. And you know, hopefully, if I, if you're if you're having a bad day, you can he- head on over to Evil Enigma's Twitter feed. And gosh, he he posted that funny meme. And gosh, that makes me laugh. That made me smile. And that if you can do that, that that's really the what I really want to do is just kind of make someone smile or laugh at least once a day. You can go anywhere for negativity, guys. I say it every podcast. There, there are a million places you can go right now. And as soon as I say that, said that phrase, your mind went to, gosh, you're right. I can go to here. I can go here. I can turn on the TV and turn on the news. There is nothing but negativity and bad news out there today. Finding someone who, not finding someone, but finding a place you can go where, where good things happen, where you can actually smile and laugh and and maybe even have a discussion and not agree on things golly that's that would be a who how could that possibly happen uh is is great you know it's 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 great to have that to have a place you can go where you can 
know that there's places you can smile and, and that you can you, you you know what i mean it's it's just it needs to happen we need more places like that and unfortunately we just don't have a lot of them right now because bad news sells clickbait sells you can you can type in your favorite game right now into google and then say discourse or or disapproval or fans hate or or whatever and you're going to find a whole litany of articles written about how bad things are happening because you like a specific title or a movie or a game or what you know whatever it is the truth and, and there's just negativity all over the place and we don't need that anymore we don't need negativity we really don't. We need to. We need positivity. And and the truth is, guys. And I will honestly say this. I've said it before. I know I've said it before. What really scares the bejesus out of the the people in charge? I'm using quotation marks. You know, my my patented Doctor Evil quotation marks. People in charge is that gamers in particular tend to stick together because we all share the brotherhood and sisterhood of loving video games. We don't prescribe and don't fall into line because of whatever reason. You know, if something, if one of, if a gamer does something bad, we'll call them out. If a gamer does something good, we want it recognized. But at the same time, we can't. We, we're much more difficult to divide than we are than than other subsections of a population are. We all love gaming. We all love the 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 art and the enjoyment the entertainment that gaming brings us and we tend to be a very tight-knit group because of that in in some ways even with people that we've never met people we don't know right now i mean there are there are people thousands millions of people over in europe and 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 africa and asia who are playing games right now that i've never met but i can tell you flat out they're my brothers and they're my sisters because we all share the love of gaming and all of you listening to this podcast as well you we all share the love of gaming, and and that makes us exceedingly difficult to divide. We're very, very tight-knit. We're very, very supportive of each other for the most part, and we really, really, really uh, want the world to be a better place, but uh, we're not about to make it look like that everything is uh, all bad and, and horrible either. Everything is, every day is a gift, you know what I mean? Every day is a gift, and, and just do your best to enjoy every day that you possibly can. We're all going to have bad days, you know. I, I past couple of weeks, past month or so, I've I've had some my share of bad days. I have, but uh, you know, like I said, every day is a gift. A, a gift. The next day, the sun comes up in the east and sets in the west. It's going to happen again tomorrow. It's going to happen the day after that. It's going to happen the day after that. It's going to happen the day after that. So treat every day like it is. That we're lucky to be here. We're lucky to be in in this wonderful world with each other. Let's continue to enjoy the art and the, and the love we have of video gaming and, and collecting and playing games with each other. And yeah, if you talk a little smack, you talk a little smack. But let's just uh, let's do what we can to be be on be supportive. Let's be supportive of each other. Okay. So this weekend coming up, my schedule is going to be very much similar to what it usually has been. Friday night, I'll be playing Final Fantasy 16. And Sunday morning, I will probably continue to play Final Fantasy 16. I'll continue playing it till we beat it. And then we'll see what happens once uh, we beat Final Fantasy 16. But the truth is, is that for the next week, I have no plans to do anything outside of what I usually do. Friday night, Sunday morning is what we're, we're looking at. Now, at the beginning of September, I will be out of the country for a week. I will have a podcast up, but obviously I will not be able to stream during that time period because I will be on vacation. First one in a long time, so... 
then we're in August or not August, October. I think I'm going to TwitchCon. I think. I mean, we're, I'm going to be in Vegas that week weekend, so I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I think I'm going to TwitchCon. But more information on that as it as it appears. But uh, that's what's going on right now in the world of Enigma and where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be playing. So I definitely hope I will see you on my stream this weekend. Definitely hope I'll see you on my Twitter feed. So, you know, reach out to me, say hi, let me know what you're playing, you know, what your game of the year is, like I said. And we'll, we will uh, definitely talk coming up here in the very near future. Okay, guys, so I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Catch up with me on Twitter, and I will talk to you all real soon. Thank you so much for listening. Please take care of yourselves.